Welcome into Around the League, uh, the first day of March. Hope you've had a good first two months of the year. Uh, March, one of my favorite months, it's kind of snows melting, getting warmer. So, and March is baseball season. Uh, but before we get to baseball, kind of staying with the baseball theme, with college baseball. Uh, the trivia answer from last week, which was which conference has won the most College World Series titles? That is the Pac-12 with 29. Uh, so Pac-12, USC had a big run in the 50s, 60s, 70s. Um, so that definitely helped that out a lot. Um, but they have not been not been as successful as of late. Uh, Oregon State has had some success. But uh, we'll get more into the present Pac-12 at the end of the episode with college baseball. Uh, but more on the professional side of things. Uh, Cody Bellinger re-signed with the Cubs on a three-year, $80 million deal. Um, that coming off, you know, the very long wait to see where he will sign. Uh, and obviously he was waiting out, holding out for that long-term extension, especially with Otani signing the deal that he did with the Dodgers. A lot of players trying to get more money uh, and teachers, just, uh, teams just not really willing to spend that. And so uh, Cody Bellinger goes back to the Cubs, which I think was a really great fit. The fans loved him there. Uh, I went to a Cubs game when he was playing there. And, you know, he got a standing ovation every time he was at bat. So the fans love him. I think he played very well in Chicago. He had a great season, especially, you know, he won the MVP in 2019. And after that, he just kind of dropped off. But last year, he had a really great comeback season. And so I think that um, his three-year contract, if he plays like he did last year, he is getting up there in age. So definitely not super long-term extension, but uh, definitely more money involved uh, after this one, this contract expires. 27 days until opening day on March 28th. So very much looking forward to that. Haven't had baseball in a while. Uh, college baseball is, um, it's nice to uh, to watch that, but opening day, just, uh, just very, very special. Um, and then... More in college, now heading over to the basketball side of things. Uh, our rankings for the week at number one is Houston. The first time that uh, they have been number one in the AP pool, and they are number one in mine this week. Number two is Purdue, and number three is UConn. Uh, UConn coming off that loss against Creighton. So that brought them down two spots. Purdue staying consistent. Uh, they are still at two. And Houston moving up to the number one spot. Then at number four, we have Arizona. And number five is Marquette. Uh, two very good teams there. I, I really like those teams, Arizona and Marquette. At six is Tennessee. Seven, Iowa State. Eight is North Carolina. Nine is Duke. And ten is Creighton. And I really like that top ten. I think it's probably going to be one of those teams to win it all. Definitely see Houston, Purdue, UConn, Arizona, Marquette for sure. One of those top five teams. Not be surprised at all. Um, 
I think Iowa State could have a good run. I don't think they'll win it, though. Uh, Tennessee, North Carolina, Duke, Creighton all have a very good shot at winning it. So that top 10, very loaded, lots of good Lots of good teams, and I mean, for a reason, they're number top 10 in the country, top 10 teams in the country, so, uh, but uh, a lot of good teams, and you can really shuffle it around uh, as much as you wanted, really, other than that top three, that top three, definitely uh, the best trio of teams in the, in college basketball this year, but I mean, other than that, you could uh, have a bunch of those teams shuffled around higher, lower. It doesn't really matter. And then just outside of the top 10 is Kentucky at the 11. And then at the 12 is Kansas. 13 is St. Mary's. Uh, 14 is Illinois. And 15 is Alabama. 16 is Baylor. 17 is Auburn. 18 is uh, San Diego State. 19 is Dayton. And 20 is Utah State. So a lot of kind of smaller uh, conference schools. A couple of those, St. Mary's, uh, San Diego State, Dayton, Ohio State. So uh, cool. It's cool to see those, you know, because it doesn't ha- always happen uh, that often. But uh, it's kind of fun when some of those smaller conference teams end up playing really good and uh, but it's very fun to watch uh, once we get to March Madness because you can kind of see if they're really contenders or not. Maybe knock out a couple of big teams. Uh, and then at 21 is South Carolina. 22 is South Florida. 23 is BYU. 24 is Clemson. And at the 25 is Nevada. Uh, so, I mean, once again, March Madness, it is going to be, it's going to be madness. It really is. Uh, there's a lot of good teams outside of that top 25, um, but uh, I'm just I'm super excited for that. Uh, and then more into college basketball, some upsets and some kind of top 15, top 10 games. Uh, Bay- Houston beat Baylor 82 to 76 in overtime. Uh, Tennessee beat Auburn 92 to 84. Wake Forest upset number eight. Uh, Duke, eight, Duke was number eight at the time, followed the number nine in my rankings this week. Uh, they beat them 83 to 79. St. John's upset Creighton 80 to 66. I think St. John's is a very dangerous team. We've seen that in their conference play in the Big East. Uh, so, you know, they're really on the edge of making the tournament. Uh, but a big factor will be the Big East Conference tournament which is coming up very soon. So we'll see how they do in that. And uh, if they do pretty good, I have no doubt that they will be in the tournament. Uh, BYU upset Kansas 76-68. to Some of those upsets, I mean, as you might know, there's been a lot of, just a lot of upsets. And uh, I'm sure you've heard about all the court storming controversy, players getting hurt. Um, So we'll see. If they uh, ban that, lots of most conferences have um, financial consequences for teams uh, or for uh, institutions that um, their fans do storm the court. The SEC having the biggest one, it's in hundreds of thousands. Um, Big Ten, though, no fines until the third time they do it. Uh, Big East, I think it's like $5,000. And the ACC does not have anything. So um, we'll just have to watch that. I would not be surprised if after the season they put a rule in place against 
court storming and you know they have fans storm the field in football but I mean the players have a lot more pads and but it's not only that it takes a lot more time for the fans to get on to the field in football and as we watched I think um it was in the SEC I mean fans were already on the court before the buzzer even sounded so that's a problem and I think even if they don't ban it but at least have uh, a certain time allowed for the players to get off the court before the fans storm because uh, it's just really not fair when the uh, players that lose that the court is getting stormed um, that they have time to get off because it's it's hard to watch when they get injured um, because, you know, they're just trying to get off the court and then they get trampled by fans. So even if they don't ban it, at least have uh, a certain time frame for the players to get off. Uh, I think that would be my my thing. But um, obviously banning it would be the best scenario. Uh, and then some games to watch this week. Lots of good conference games this week as we're getting closer to those conference tournaments. Wisconsin versus Illinois, Kansas versus Baylor, Marquette versus Creighton, Gonzaga versus St. Mary's, probably preview of the West Coast Conference Championship, uh, Michigan State versus Purdue, Purdue versus Illinois, Tennessee versus South Carolina, and the game of the week, Marquette versus UConn, top five matchup. That is going to be a good one. I'll definitely be watching that. I believe it is Wednesday night. So uh, right before next week's episode comes out. Um, very excited for that one. And uh, if I were to watch one of those games, hands down, it would be Marquette versus UConn. And then in the professional basketball, uh, my top four teams so far this season are the Oklahoma City Thunder. Los Angeles Clippers, Minnesota Timberwolves, and the New York Knicks. And not necessarily the teams with the best records. You know, you have the Celtics, the Nuggets, um, the Bucks, But kind of the funner teams to watch and teams that I think could uh, make a run to the playoffs. You know, Shea Giglius, Alexander on the Thunder, and Anthony Edwards on the Timberwolves. I think uh, the NBA has a bright future with those two. They... Um, they both have a bright future, too. And uh, SGA is my pick for the MB- MVP this year. And uh, the Knicks, Jalen Brunson, kind of is their top player for the Clippers, Kawhi Leonard. Uh, Kawhi's been hurt a lot recently, but being able to be on the court consistently definitely helped out the Clippers. Um, so, I mean, those those four teams, I think they will be very dangerous in the playoffs and I think one of those four will win it all Uh, the Lakers came back from 21 in the fourth quarter to win versus the Clippers in the Los Angeles City rivalry Uh, they were down 21 in the fourth quarter and uh, LeBron kind of orchestrated that comeback and then Luka Doncic had a triple double on his birthday so uh, can't really get much better than that um, on your birthday if you're in the NBA uh, and then college baseball, uh, Pac-12 preview, not a whole lot to talk about. They haven't been super successful, like I said, as of late, other than Oregon State, who they are the favorite to win it this year. Um, 
with good reason. They uh, are in the top 10 in the AP poll so far and are looking good. Um, and then California, Utah, and Oregon are also at one loss so far. So uh, those four teams kind of emerging as possible favorites. Uh, but Oregon State definitely staying as the number one. And then some matchups to games to watch this weekend have three good matchups. Texas versus LSU, uh, two very successful baseball programs. And then Clemson versus South Carolina and Texas versus Vanderbilt. So Texas, tough weekend ahead of them with LSU and Vanderbilt. Uh, we'll see how they handle that. And then for the trivia for this week, uh, I didn't mention it. Uh, we didn't have an NFL segment this week, but the combine is going on this week. Started with uh, D lineman kind of um, defensive side of the ball earlier this week, and uh, but uh, tomorrow and Sunday kind of getting more into the funner positions to watch with the quarterback, wide receiver, running backs, uh, but. My trivia for you is who holds the 40-yard dash record? So with the combine going on, the 40-yard dash, probably the most well-known uh, event, kind of event in the NFL combine is the 40-yard dash. And the trivia is who holds the record for the fastest 40-yard dash at the combine. So give you a week to think about that one. And the answer will be uh, next week. So thank you for listening to Around the Week. I had a lot of fun, and I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. And we'll see you next week on Around the League.